Music talks in different ways. Hi there, I'm Tony Reed. The piece you're hearing now is titled Flowing Water. It's played with one of the oldest Chinese instruments called the Gu Qin, also known as the Seven String Zither. In early April, Chinese President Xi Jinping introduced the story behind the thousand-year-old tune to his French counterpart Emmanuel Macron when they recently held informal talks in Guangzhou. The piece was originally composed by Yu Boya, a famed Guqin musician from the spring and autumn period around 2200 years ago. Although Yu earned a lot of respect and recognition in the musical realm, he struggled to find someone who really understood his music until he met the woodman Zhong Zichi. They immediately bonded and agreed to meet at the same location next year. However, Zhong died from an illness before their next encounter. In despair, Yu smashed his beloved instrument, vowing to never play it again. Today, their story is a depiction of a bosom friendship and kindred spirits. In this episode, we'll introduce the Gu Qin. You'll hear how it sounds, how it's used in both ancient and contemporary music, and you'll also hear from musicians and artists who will share with us their stories on how and why they came to master it. But first, let's continue with the classic piece, Flowing Water. Thank you. 
and that was Flowing Water. The name Gu Qin breaks down to two Chinese characters. One is Gu, which means old, and Qin, which means musical instrument. This name makes sense when you consider that it's 3,000 years old and one of the most revered Chinese instruments. It used to go by just one name, Qin, meaning it was the musical instrument, which is a sign of its dominant position in Chinese music. Zhang Shu Guang is a Guqin musician with the China Broadcasting Chinese Orchestra. The Guqin was originally a musical instrument for ancient Chinese scholars and literati who typically played for friends and for personal enjoyment. The Guqin is regarded as an instrument that expresses one's inner feelings, resolves sadness, and enriches the heart of the instrument player. Before we go too much further, let's take a moment and talk about what the Guqin looks like. Some describe it as a long, narrow box with a slightly convex upper surface made of polonia wood. The bottom of the guqin is usually made of Chinese catalpa wood. The top is rounded and its curved appearance represents the sky, while the bottom is flat which represents the earth. So when someone plays the guqin, their performance represents the union of heaven, earth, and man. The modern guqin has seven strings, but originally it only had five, which represents the five elements, being metal, wood, water, fire, and earth, which in ancient Chinese philosophy made up everything in the universe. Then, about two and a half thousand years ago, a sixth string was added. This string produces what often sounds like a sorrowful tune, which is no coincidence. It was added by the first ruler of the Zhou dynasty so that he could mourn his dead son. The following ruler of the Zhou dynasty added another string. This seventh string was designed to boost the morale of his soldiers when the empire went off to war with its neighbors. So it's fitting that it often makes a masculine, resonant sound that inspires and lifts the spirits. The Guqing has a head, shoulders, a body, and a tail. It's just like a human being who has similar features. At the bottom of the instrument, there are two little supporting knobs called yanzu, literally translated as wild goose feet. They are tightly fastened to the bass panel for the purpose of supporting the body of the instrument and tightening the strings. The hardwood part below the forehead is called yue shan or mountain, where the string is installed. In addition, the part below the waist is what we call the zither tail. Along the length of the guqin are small dots, which play a role similar to that of the frets on a guitar. The 13 white dots on the outer edge of the guqin indicate the pitch positions. They represent the 13 months in a lunar year. The entire length of the Guqing in Chinese measurements represents the 365 days of the year. The timber of the
while its high notes are very bright and clear. The guqin produces three different types of notes, known as open string, stop string, and harmonics. The strings are plucked with your right hand, and each one produces a different tone. And just like when you play a guitar, you use your left hand, assuming you're right-handed, to push down the strings to change how the note sounds. And like a guitar, when you press the string, how hard determines the type of sound that string makes when you pluck it. If you press down hard, you get a firm note. If you press down softly, you get a more subtle change of tone. The harmonic style reflects the clearness and brightness of the sky. Which often features a transparent and light timber. The opening string technique contains a deep, earth-like and thick tone. And the stop string method depicts the varying emotions and feelings like that of human beings. With movement of the left hand for vibration, whether subtle or aggressive, the instrumentalist can convey a multitude of sentiments. There are more than a thousand finger techniques used for the gu qin. This makes it one of the world's most versatile string instruments when it comes to playing techniques. Most of these methods are lost to history, but around 50 of them are still used in performances today. Zhang Shu Guang says tiny differences in finger techniques produce many different shades of musical timber. Guqin playing is actually a combination of left and right hand motions. For the right hand, there are eight basic finger techniques. This is tuo, or the inward thumb pluck. This is pi, or the outward thumb pluck. This is mo, or index in. This is tiao, or index out. You may already notice that one note being plucked can be varied to different tones. Thinking back to his first encounter with the Gu Qin as a learner, Zhang Shu Guang says, it's like someone poured a bucket of cold water over. It poses a formidable challenge, and initially he wanted to chicken out, especially when he read the music scores for the first time. 
I totally blanked out. I had no idea what those symbols meant. No rhythm, no intonation. It's unlike the staff notation or numbered notation that's commonly used by musicians today. Traditional Guqing music schools were full of weird symbols that didn't make any sense to me. Traditional music notation for the Guqin doesn't tell you exactly what notes to play. Instead, it details the tuning, the finger positions, and the stroke technique. Like a word document, only none of the characters are proper Chinese words. This makes it less like modern simplified musical scoring, and more like a step-by-step -step description of how a piece is played. This type of longhand notation for the Guqin is called written notation, and was invented around 1500 years ago. Then, in the Tang Dynasty, around 200 years later, the notation was simplified, and it hasn't changed much since then. 简字谱，它是用中国的文字去掉一些笔画，留下。The notation for the Guqin is called 简字谱 or simplified ideogram notation. Because the symbols were derived from Chinese written script, Jianzipu indicates the player's hand positioning and finger techniques. The difficulty of Guqin playing made it well suited to its role as largely an elite art form, practiced by noblemen and literati in intimate settings, out of the public eye. In ancient times, scholars were expected to master four arts, namely playing the Guqin, writing calligraphy, painting, and an ancient form of chess. Sometimes these pursuits were combined in a way that turned the instrument into unique historical artifacts. The instrument sometimes becomes a collection of Chinese culture, including music, poems, calligraphy, and seal cutting. Poems and calligraphy treasures by ancient literati can be found on the bottom of ancient Guqin's that have been passed down for 1,300 years. Compared to other classic Chinese instruments, the guqin has the largest number of musical pieces. At present, about 150 guqin tablatures, including more than 3,000 musical pieces, have been passed down from generations. Among them, only several hundred pieces are often played. There are still a large number of ancient tablatures to be transcribed into a playable form. Along with Guqin musical pieces, there are also songs that have been passed down. The musical piece titled "Three Variations of Yang Pass" is among them. The music expresses the sentiments of friends about to part. This version was sung by the Chinese singer Gong Li Na and produced by her husband Robert Zolich, known in China as Lao Luo. Originally from Germany, Lao Luo has been working on Guqin music for the past two decades. I think the guqin has incredible power in its sound and abilities to express very, very deep feelings and create moods which, which are very, very special. Because, but not because only of the instrument itself, but because of its very, very long history and the way it was used for so many centuries. So, being connected to philosophical thoughts in in mainly in Taoism, but、uh, But also in Confucianism and Buddhism later, all this kind of back,、uh, background is so important for Guqin music. Lao Luo graduated from the Berlin Academy of Music in the 1980s, and in 1993 was awarded a scholarship to study traditional Chinese music in Shanghai. Over the past 20 years, he's been trying to find ways to bring its old sounds to new ears. 
Classically, combining the guzin with a drum wouldn't really work out. But today, with amplification technique, that's very tempting, very interesting, because the guzin, if you have a really good um, pickup, sound pickup system for mm -hmm. guzin, you can make this sound sounding very, very, very different. Take a guzin, play it with rock music. It can be incredibly great music. With that being said, let's hear a guzin rock song titled Wild and Free by a post-rock band called Jiaozi, a.k.a. The Swamp.
and that was wild and free. With a sound that's echoed through the past 3,000 years of Chinese culture, the guqin remains a favorite instrument of Chinese art lovers. Its place in history was recognized by UNESCO in 2003, when guqin music was added to the list of its register of oral and intangible heritage. And five years later, UNESCO added the guqin to the world's list of intangible cultural heritage. With that, we've come to the end of this episode of Music Talks. To take us out of today's show, we have Zhang Shuguang's guqin piece titled The Harmony of Sky and Earth. If you've enjoyed our show, be sure to rate it and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We hope to see you here again next time. But until then, bye for now.